everybody. Welcome to Hidden Gems Podcast. This is a show where we like to take on a streaming service and pick five films that are hidden gems on that service that you should check out. And it's so much fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here. Hey Rachel, it's great to be back with you once again. Uh, we are in February. January went by super fast. I don't know if you feel the same, but we're officially in the month of love and uh, we're not only talking about Tubi, but we're tying it into a bit of a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to give you some uh, some film recommendations that you can watch on Valentine's Day is the goal. <laughs> yeah, to, to be honest, this genre is not really my strong suit. I was in the Suit Up Geeks romance rom-com trivia. I got five, but... Yeah. But there was a lot of them where I was just like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm still offended that they didn't invite me to be on that. And you tell them that. <laughs> you would have freaking cleaned house. That's all I, I would Did they say. at least have another female on? They had the... Alyssa from Mainly Movies. Oh, okay. Well, she doesn't like romances. They, they had her on there and then they had Amanda. It Who? was. Oh, Amanda. Yeah, she likes them. It was a dog uh... fight between those two for a while, but then. <laughs> Matt Wyatt got out to Matt. Hopefully he sees this. Like he just kind of was the silent killer. He snuck up from behind and just took it at the last second. So he's a three-time oh. champ and I'm a three-time champ. And there are rumblings that Deebs may want to uh, to do a three-time champ versus three-time champ match, which yeah. I'm not sure if I'm prepared for that. But if the challenge is laid down, then I'm definitely going to take it. Well, I'm going to have to tease Alyssa about that because she's obviously she doesn't like romances. <laughs> yeah, just her go-to answer for things that she didn't know was the lake house. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the lake house? Like, that's incorrect. Well, I have to say, not all of mine are romances. I have two that are more sort of friendship-based. Um, and then I have three romances uh, in my picks. But definitely Tubi has stepped up their game. The last oh, yeah. time we reviewed it, remember, it was rough. <laughs> we were like, yeah, it was like, we were in the phase of, let's try and find something else. And then we did find the something else. And it was like, <laughs> yee, I'm not sure. But yeah, there was very little. I remember we were just, I don't know. I mean, we were picking some <laughs> real hidden gems there. <laughs> yeah, but I was looking at it that like over the past week, I'm like, adding that, adding that, mm -hmm. definitely adding that. So like the entire before trilogy is on there, which I've oh, wow. never seen, but I mm. want to see. Uh, Drive is on there. Um, some picks of mine that I have yeah. on there. So there were a really... lot in there that I just couldn't, in good conscience, say is a hidden gem. Like, <laughs> like something like Dance of the Wolves. Like that's not a hidden gem. <laughs> like, it won best say. picture. I think it's pretty well known. <laughs> Uh, and so I was impressed going through there uh, to, to the selection and, and the Tubi app is free. And so, I mean, you have to watch ads, but it's a free, free service. So, uh, you know, you pay in a certain way, I guess, but yeah, uh, well, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, a, shoot, it's an, um, it's a temporary, um, it's a temporary setback, I guess. I remember yeah, yeah. I was watching a forgotten uh, Wes Craven movie called Deadly Blessing. And literally it was like maybe one ad every half an hour or so, which is not bad for a 90 minute movie. You get no. like three ads for like 90 minutes. Like that's 
far better than what than some alternatives. That's all I will say. Yeah, I mean, the only real complaint I have about the ads is I wish they didn't always do the same two ads over and over and over again. <laughs> It'd be nice if they switched it up a little bit, but, well, but nevertheless. It's, it's not as bad as YouTube, where if you don't get YouTube premium, you get the same like like YouTube shorts ads, where it's like, take my breath away. <laughs> and it was like, the weekend, please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm, I uh after a certain while i'm like i think it's worth i worth it to get the premium i can't deal with this <laughs> um but it was like that with the jackass forever trailer I yeah see it <laughs> in every movie i'm just anymore. like god uh, please i know thank, me too thank, thank god the movie was good because if it wasn't i'd been like that was precious <laughs> moments of my life wasted i know i watched your review <laughs> oh okay uh, all right. Well, let's let's get started. My first choice is actually a Tubi original. Uh, they they are doing some Tubi originals, and this was actually aired last July in Christmas in July, and it's called A Chance for Christmas, and it stars Tori Anderson and Mikey Selkin, and it's pretty good little Christmas movie. Um, it's about this woman who has this YouTube channel. She's an influencer and she is going to be able to get a million dollars if she gets at least 2 million uh, views, engagements, likes, whatever on her Christmas family video. And, and then she, cause there's this big sponsor uh, called love handles and uh which is like a dating app or whatever and so the morning of the video her uh, rep from love handles comes over to see what's going on and he realizes that she basically has kind of a fake family like the daughter is her daughter uh, but her uh, uh her husband is not really her husband uh her husband is actually dating her mother and, um, but anyway, she kind of has this fake family. So sort of like we, the Millers in that way. And, uh, and, uh, then all of a sudden she goes through the day and it's a total nightmare and she ends up in the time loop where every day she's going through this day again and again and again. Um, and I love time loop stories. I'm a sucker for them. And this definitely has like a sarcasm that you would never find on Hallmark um, it's a little bit more mean spirited, but it's also pretty funny and, uh, it, you know, still a Christmas movie in the end. So I recommend it. I enjoyed it. It, it was pretty good. Kind of sounds like Christmas in Connecticut a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of that in there. Yeah. Christmas in Connecticut meets like Palm Springs. Kind of. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the, uh, uh, with the time loop, you know, element. Um, yeah. So, and I thought that they were pretty good. They had nice chemistry and it was funny. So if you're looking for something just a little bit different, that's also Christmas themed, uh, that's also, you know, got some romance in it. Uh, you can, instead of celebrating Valentine's, you can celebrate Christmas again. <laughs> so, and I like it. We, I noticed we're both, we're both on theme as far as our, our, uh, <laughs> well, actually, 
This is more of a darker red. I'm not sure how it's coming through on the camera, but it's a bit of a darker red. This is yeah. the shirt that I wore to my 5K. Nice. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I feel very proud. And actually, <laughs> when we're recording this tonight, uh, on Monday night, I actually broke my mile record. It was originally 9.45. I, it is now 9.27. So I'm nice. very happy about that. Great job. That's awesome. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider like, like the Olympics, for example, and like a millisecond can be just everything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any improve, improvement is improvement. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what is your first pick? So my first choice talking about different is from director Jim Jarmusch and it is called Only Lovers Left Live. Now I had to double check to see if I had recommended this before, and I don't believe that I have. So I'm going to take advantage of, of that by recommending, recommending it now. I know how to talk. Uh, it tells the story of, well, two lovers named Adam and Eve, played by Tom Hiddleston and, and Tilda Swinton, respectively. And they have lived for centuries, and they have loved each other. They're, they're pretty much... They're pretty much a thing, and they try to make it work, despite the fact that, well, it's heavily implied that they're vampires, seeing as though they live during the night and sleep during the day. Put two and two together from there. Uh, they have a uh, they have a father figure named Christopher Marlowe, played by John Hurt. May he rest in peace. Marlowe's best known as influencing William Shakespeare, among others, and. Um, and so after centuries of doing the long distance routine, Adam and Eve decide to try and live together. However, Eve's sister Alice, played by Mia Wysokowska, comes in and, well, she kind of makes things a little harder than you think. This, I, I remember watching this for the first time uh, at my community college. Uh, there was a film series there called Striking the Original. And I had become friends with the guy who did the program and was like, hey, you should come to some of these. And I'm like, okay, I'll give them a shot. And there was Under the Skin on there and there was Only Lovers Left Alive. I had no idea what to make of it. And I walked out of there and I was like, I'm not sure if I can watch this every day, but I give them credit for doing something like this. It's Tom Hiddleston. We all know who he is. He's great. Uh, Tilda Swinton is awesome in pretty much everything. The late John Hurt is great. There's definitely a lot of literary influences in there. There's a Dr. Watson, Sherlock Holmes, as you know. But I think it's very creative. And it's definitely more than heavily implied that they're vampires, considering that they're looking for stuff called O-negative. Take from that whatever you want. So it's not as subtle in places. However, I recommend to everyone to watch it at least once. And it is a very good romance. It's, it's weird, the romantic movies that I like, but there you go. Yeah, I've never seen this one. I, I have to say, I, I did not like the Jim Jarmusch movie that I did see, which is The Dead Don't Die. I really disliked it. Um, and so that's kind of... <laughs> made me not want to explore some of his other films but uh but yeah i mean it's it sounds very interesting and you know i love till swinton she's great yeah jarmusch is definitely an acquired taste i had to check 
This was not made by A24. This was by Sony Pictures Classics. So technically it's now, no, no, it's not a Disney movie. That would be Searchlight. No, this is Sony. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure my rights were, uh, were in order, but this is Sony Pictures Classics and they definitely handle more of the experimental side of Sony's films. And it, it's also heavily implied that John Hurt was also Albert Einstein. It's the literary rabbit holes in the movie are yeah. are kind of fun to explore, so yeah. that I do recommend as well. Cool. All right. Well, my next pick is a international film. I reviewed it for my foreign language movie month last year. It's called The Cave of the Yellow Dog, and so this is one that's not a romance, but it is a cute story of friendship. It's just such a it is such a cute movie. Uh, it's about this little girl named Nansal, and she is, uh, she's, lives in a nomadic family of sheep herders uh, that, uh, that uh, in Mongolia, and the little girl becomes friends with this little dog, like a, a terrier dog, and the, her dad does not want this dog hanging around. <laughs> doesn't like it and doesn't want her to have the dog but she is so in love with this dog and it's just a really cute movie and this little girl the name her actual real name is Natsal and she plays Natsal and she is just so cute <laughs> and it's a very simple movie and uh, she gets lost at one point and then they're trying to find her and uh, of course then the dog helps her and uh, it's just a, a, a really cute movie about a little girl and her friendship with a dog. <laughs> I have a soft spot for dog movies, even though I have a cat and I love my cat very much. I strangely like dog movies. I can't yeah. put my finger on it, but I love movies like Marley and Me, yeah. Old Yeller, the OG. Wow, the ending to that is, ugh, that is rough. But I do like that. I'm looking forward to the to Dog, the Channing Tatum movie coming out. Yeah, in me too. Couple of weeks. That looks that looks really good. I'm gonna take mm -hmm. my mom to that, and she's gonna cry. But I'm just calling it right now. You can <laughs> but yeah, I like dog movies. I can't explain why. I just do. Well, there's not that many cat movies. There's That's a few, true. but but very but not many. Not Unfortunately, many. it's like cats and dogs or nine yeah. lives. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, nine lives. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is another cute dog movie to add to the list. And if you want to hear more of my thoughts, check out my uh, review for Family Movie Night that I did. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that. So, what's your next pick? So my next choice is from 2003, and this is from a director that you really like. It's Nora Roberts, I believe, or or I'm, I'm thinking Nora Ephron. My bad. Or, oh, it's uh, you're thinking Nancy Myers? That's the one. It's, yeah, Nancy Myers. Something's Gotta Give. This is one of my mom's favorites. I see her watching it all the time. My, I love my mom very much, but she watches like three movies, like three <laughs> are in the row. And more often than not, it's Nights in Rodanthe starring, uh, <laughs> starring Richard Gere and Diane Lane. And this movie. I see it on all the time. And I I kind of make fun of her for it, but I, I can't, I, it's kind of tongue in cheek because the movie's yeah. actually good. Uh, Jack Nicholson, I mean, we can't go wrong with him. I mean, he's 
phenomenal actor. Diane Keaton, we all know who she is. She's phenomenal. Seeing Keanu Reeves in here, like, before his, like, big renaissance and after The Matrix is a little weird, but it's mm. also cool at the same time. And it just, I like these people. I like this story. I can't put my finger on it as to why, but I like all of these people, and I like seeing them go on with their lives. And I, I guess, I guess that's my recommendation. It's just people, like, living their lives. I love that. I love the spirit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually haven't seen this, believe it or not. <laughs> really? That's... I know. <laughs> this came out in 2003 and I was on my mission uh, for my church in 2003 to 2005. And this is just one of those ones I haven't ever, I never cut up with, but I've heard really good things. Although I know a lot of people don't like the ending. You don't have to spoil it, but I've heard a lot of people don't really like the ending. No, yeah, that I've heard that too, but I don't mind it. I haven't seen it in about a minute, so it's been it's a little yeah. fuzzy to me. I'd have to see it again. <laughs> well, I think the people wanted to end up with Keanu. Maybe that's just because people love him so much. But no, um, it was it was in that nudity middle of post Matrix and before <laughs> John Wick, where right. he, he was like the awful remake of Day the Earth Stood Still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my next pick is a romantic comedy, uh, and I don't know, this one is kind of right on the edge, I think, of Hidden Gem, because a lot of people like this movie a lot. Um, this is Crazy Stupid Love, and this follows sort of the story of, you know, a number of different characters, particularly Steve Carell's character as he's going through separation with his wife, played by Julianne Moore. And then Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And they have a kind of a meet cute in a bar. And he's like a kind of a Lothario. And he ends up kind of being also sort of the dating coach for Steve Carell's character. Um, but has a huge cast with Marissa Tomei and Kevin Bacon and uh, Joey King and Josh Groban. Uh, it's got a huge cast and it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, this one? the only scene that I've seen of this is the one where it's Steve Carell and Julianne Moore. They're next to a U-Haul and Julianne Moore's like, I went to see the new Twilight film by myself. It's so bad. And she like starts <laughs> crying. And I'm like, yeah, I think we all like share the same wavelength on that scene right there. Yeah. All I have to say is thank God Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are where they are in their careers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think this movie is a little too long um, and because uh, it's almost two hours and it starts to kind of wear out its welcome. But other than that, I think it's a pretty solid rom-com. I particularly like the friendship between uh, Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. That, that, that kind of dynamic uh, is fun. Yeah. Um, so uh what is your next pick so kind of staying on the theme of things that are walking the tightrope of a hidden gem my next choice is the movie starring prince it's purple rain and this is definitely one you're like really like that one's hidden it's hidden because i think maybe outside of the ending the titular purple rain stuff which is amazing by the way I think this movie has a pretty solid story that I think gets kind of glossed over. Not intentionally, but 
that just really speaks to what a talent prince was. He was just, he was so amazing in his time. And, and, and I just, I like, I like his kind of redemption, how he goes from just being like, it's all about me to acknowledging his fellow musicians and trying to make up with his dad. I like that. I like the spirit of that. There is a romance here. Then, and so I, I am trying to count it, but this is definitely, definitely walking the tightrope because a, it's Prince. Everyone knows who he is or he was. Rest in peace. Uh, B, because it's Purple Rain. It's like his most famous song. So, and I, and I do believe it won several awards. But I'm recommending it because I think it's better than people remember. It's not just a music video. There's actually some some substance to it. Yeah, I actually haven't seen this one either, but I do have it on my blind spot uh, list for 2022. So I'm going to be watching it this year. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you <laughs> say about that. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. So <laughs> we'll that, see how that, that goes. And, that and Logan, which I had to do a double take. I'm like, surely she's seen that and turned out, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> no, I haven't seen Logan and I haven't seen Deadpool. So... <laughs> Well, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to read your Logan thoughts. I think the movie's brilliant, but wow, it's definitely not near the knuckle, but on the knuckle. That's all I will say. Yeah, so that'll be an adventure. Well, my next pick is one of your hard lefts that you talk about. <laughs> it is from 1991. It's called My Girl, and this is pretty popular, so I don't know if it hidden gem, but but I'm counting it anyway. And it's it's just a really cute movie about these uh, friends, these uh, this boy and this girl who become friends, and uh, her uh, her father runs a funeral parlor, so she's kind of obsessed with death and. Uh, we and then she meets this little boy who's allergic to everything, and uh, they become friends. Uh, Macaulay Culkin and Anna Sklumsky, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, this one, Bring Your Tissues, it definitely brings the waterworks, but I think it's a really cute movie. Yeah, I've only seen the ending and just oh my god, the <laughs> ending. Oh, when Anna Chalonsky is like, his glasses, he needs his glasses to see. Like, I don't need this in my life. I don't need this. No one needs this in their life. All I have to say is that I'm just, I'm incredibly happy for Macaulay Culkin. He is, he is now drug free and he is, he seems to be pretty happy with his life, which I'm very happy for him. I mean, he's married to Brenda Song. Like, the dude lucked out in life. That's all I'm saying. Because Brenda Song is gorgeous. Yeah, very much. And so, yeah. Uh, I But I, I think that if a movie earns its tears, I think it, it works for me. I don't mind a, a good old cry fest. And uh, I think that that is the case here. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. So what is your next? So my next choice is from 2010. And this is a movie that nobody likes, but I strangely do. It's called Killers. Uh, this starred Ashton Kutcher and Katherine Heigl. It tells the story of a woman 
who after a bad breakup goes on to on a vacation with her mom and dad and then she meets Ashton Kutcher who seems to be practically perfect in every way and almost too good to be true. That's because it is because in reality he works for the CIA. He's in Liam Neeson's words he's a preventer like he prevents bad things from happening. However he has strong feelings for Katherine Heigl and so he quits and and tries to go on the straight and narrow. However, the killers are sicked on him with a $20 million bounty on his head, and the, and the hilarity ensues. I think this is definitely misunderstood. I get why people wouldn't like it. It's, it's kind, it gets kind of annoying at times, I will say that. However, when the movie is funny, it is genuinely funny. I, I saw this movie maybe too many times when Netflix used to have primarily DVDs, not just streaming. I would always get killers like every once in a while. I don't know why. It just, that's just was how it was. It's just one of those movies that I just thought it was really funny. And there were some inventive set pieces and the, and the kind of dark humor at times I really did, did like. Again, this is one of those where it's like, I can't understand to a certain extent why people wouldn't like it, but I read some reviews and I'm just like, sheesh, did this movie run over your dog? Like, what the heck happened here? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen this one. So I, I did hear a lot of negative things. So I'm glad to hear some positive things because it sounds kind of fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think that way about... Uh, a lot of the a lot of rom-coms that people are just so tough on You're like <laughs> i mean yeah there's some bad ones but come on wow i feel like rom-com and horror are the two genres yeah. that are crapped on the most because like well, when people rag on a horror movie you're like oh this is garbage i i look at it sometimes and i'm like really like what were you expecting like i remember like, I, I, like, when I was preparing for my review for The Devil's Rejects for Scary Mania 2, I read some really bad reviews for it, and I'm just like, it's a movie directed by Rob Zombie. What were you expecting? Like, Orson right. Welles? Come on now. <laughs> so you just gotta know what you're going for. And yeah. kind of tying it back to Killers, I like how they, I like what they did there. I thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, well, my last pick is uh, Music and Lyrics. And this is, uh, stars Hugh Grant as this uh, former 80s uh, pop star uh, that is now basically based on kind of wham type of uh, uh, group. And now he is writing songs for new pop starlets. And uh, he, uh, he ends up working with, uh, with Drew Barrymore to write this new song. And of course, then they end up hitting it off. And, uh, you know, so we have a little romance and, uh, I really like Haley Bennett in this as the pop star. She's really funny. And the, um, the songs are really good, uh, <laughs> that, that they have. And then I also, uh, really like brad garrett who's his manager he's really funny uh and uh, so overall it's just a, a pleasant rom-com i would say 
I like the song that they created for this, the whole pop goes my heart. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. Me too. I like all the songs. I think they're fun. And I don't know if they necessarily have like the greatest chemistry to bring or Hugh Grant, but it's serviceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your last pick? So my last choice is from, is from 2015. And I chose this because this has a bit of a weirdly special meaning to me. It's Love the Coopers. Uh, it, I really did enjoy this. However, my next door neighbor, uh, my next door neighbor's son was in this movie. There is a scene where young, where Alan Arkin's character has a vision to where he was younger. Just look for young Alan Arkin in the movie. That's who I'm talking about. Uh, his name is Sean. He's a great guy. But um, but the rest of the movie, I actually quite enjoyed. Star John Goodman, Diane Keaton, Anthony Mackie is in there, I believe. I'd have to double check, but I believe he's a cop. Uh, this is just a nice story, or well, nice several like smaller stories. I I like the. I like the kind of chaos that surrounds it and and it just made me grateful for the family that I have. Yeah, I need to revisit this because I was pretty hard on it back in 2015. If you check out my review on this channel, you see I wasn't very positive. But I feel like now with being so immersed in Christmas movies and Christmas culture and Hallmark and everything, I feel like I would be nicer to it now than I was then. <laughs> So yeah. I need to rewatch it uh, one of these. I do think that the ending is is pretty cringe with the talk. I, I, I kind of liked it. Maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm not made of stone. What can I say? I mean, just having the dog be the narrator is kind of a lot. But um, but yeah, it's one that I have actually been thinking about. I need to revisit that because I bet you I'd like it more than I did then. So I'm, I, I'll have to. So there we go. We did it. Uh, five recommendations from Tubi. So <laughs> I found five kind of sort of romance movies. Like, like that. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know what you've been watching on Tubi. If you have a favorite uh, that you've seen recently, we would love to hear your thoughts. And if you have any thoughts about any of the films we talked about, we'd love to hear what you have to say. And Ryan, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. And there is, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called Brian Cam. Uh, on This week on the channel, I uploaded my Twilight Zone review for the episode The Howling Man. It's a pretty important episode. The next one I'm covering is The Eye of the Beholder, which if, you've, if you have seen it, you know exactly the episode I'm talking about. Uh, Life in the Movies podcast episode six will be dropping where Jacob and I will be talking about the Batman and its length, among other things, and talking about stuff he's been watching and I've been watching. It's going to be a great time. And then I'll be covering uh, I'll be covering Death on the Nile when I do see that. That is a definite review. And then in the next coming Sundays, I'll be covering Scott Pilgrim versus the World with Loretto from the Suit Up Geeks podcast. And then the next Sunday will be my first reaction to a little movie called The Social Network. So be on the lookout for that. Great. Uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. 
And then also, please, uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out so much, and I'd be so grateful. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And uh, please check out the patron group and merch store. We would sure be grateful. So thanks, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.